What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like, being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Welcome back to another episode of Black in Therapy, where we are discussing journeys. Okay. Dismantling myths mm -hmm. and declaring our truths. I didn't look at the page. I don't know if it's declaring the truths though. What is it? It's not declaring our truths. No, it's not. I think it's something else. Discovering our truths. No, it's discovering our journeys. Um, dismantling myths and declaring our truths. It's discovering truth, discussing journeys, and you know what's the craziest thing? What? Is that it's different in our, in our bio than it is. So what is it on the actual? So. It is discussing journeys, dismantling myths, and discovering truths. However, on the Black and Therapy page, which I have noticed, but I ain't bring it up to you because I ain't want you to be like, oh my God. But you said discovering journeys, which is discussing journeys, dismantling myths, and declaring truths. You said declaring truth and not discovering So what truth. you wanted to be? I mean, it's really kind of interchangeable, but... Okay. I, thought I, what, you know, I thought I was on a roll this week. I thought I had it down <laughs> And I still messed it's it up. It's cool. It's cool. I got you. I got you, sis. So it is um, a little bit different on our bio. Okay. Well, but, you know. We, get we the, doing it all. We doing the journeys, the myths, the truths. Y'all get all the of the above. <laughs> yes. Um, how you feeling, sis? Oh, um, I'm here with my dope co-host, Donna. Oh, yeah. And I'm Sarah Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, forgive us, y'all. We we both have... Um, we a little low on energy this week. Um, Both of us for, for different reasons, which is crazy because we're definitely both in here looking at each other like... Like, we talking, but normally we be, like, animated. I feel like we be yelling, like, normally. We be in here, but we a little we a little low this week. I feel like I'm feeling, um, I just feel a little bit low energy mm -hmm. this week. Um, I did a lot this week. Um, I'm feeling, I do feel good, but I just feel a little low energy. How you feeling? Um, I'm feeling okay. I, um, want to kind of dedicate this episode to our, um, to my first first lady, uh, Miss Popey Fuller, Mrs. Popey Fuller, who uh, passed away on Sunday. Um, so I was just with the family earlier and, you know, death is more, grief is hard. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Grief is hard. And so though we had a good time, they, you know, together and talking, it's just still like the heaviness of death, you know, mm -hmm. or the finalization of death, even though I know that she's in heaven and she's looking down and happy and all those things and reunited with her husband. It's still, you know, death is death. So mm -hmm. we're managing it and navigating it. And I feel okay though. I feel I feel good. I feel like, um, I felt like giving, mm -hmm. um, today. So I, I gave some stuff because I just felt mm -hmm. like being happy and, and just making other people happy. So that's what I did today. And, um, I'm cool. I'm chilling. Okay. That's what's up. I'm chilling. So let's talk these, uh, current events. Is a lot of, Donna was like already like, I don't know nothing. So don't ask me <laughs> nothing. No, um, I'm, I'm a little up a little bit. But let's bit. engage in conversation though. Cause you yeah. like can chime in a little bit. Right. You can tell me about it. So I want to start off with the most serious um, 
news and that's the mass shooting that happened in Boulder, Colorado, where we know 10 people lost their lives, including a um, Boulder police officer who had seven children. Mm -hmm. He left behind seven children. Uh, so, of course, we always got to find, you know, something in the story that to definitely talk about. So uh, they were trying to call this man. Uh, um, he has an Islamic last name. Mm-hmm. So you know how that goes now, right? You know, with 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 that piece, but then still talking about you know the separation with religion and who you are, like right. religion and race, religion and culture. Like, is there a separation? You right. know what I mean? And so how you identify, right? Because you everybody wants to jump on his Islamic last name, but how does he identify for real? Right. Um, and that's something that you know was brought up. But you know, we 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 want to honor those that lost their life going to a supermarket, my dinner good American mm-hmm. business and right. you know were murdered just for being there um and did he have a bad day right you know what I mean was it a bad day for him just like it was a bad day for the man in Atlanta like right his does does his Islamic name Islamic name change whether he had a bad day or not right um does it change if he's a terrorist or not mm-hmm. you know so so that was a question that was brought up but we want to definitely like you know honor those lives that were lost because we can be minding our business and because somebody feels like whatever they feel like, you know, mm-hmm. that can happen. And then they were also saying that, you know, he had a mental health issue. And what I find hard to tolerate is that people always want to use mental health as a scapegoat. Right. And I'm not saying he didn't have a mental health issue. Right. But people always want to um, criminalize mental health. Right. And we know that, right. um, that, that is one myth that we talked about. Um, I think it may be season one or season two that, um, there is not a, a direct correlation with mental health and um, criminalization. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just right. not. So, like, let's stop saying he had a mental health issue just because he went into a, you know, a supermarket and shot up 10 people. Now, if you do an assessment on him, if you do an evaluation on him, and then we come back and say, yeah, this man has been diagnosed with this and that, then we can talk about it. But don't immediately just, you know, say all of a sudden you, you arrest him and then the next day is, Oh yeah, well they they said he had a mental health issue. Well, what is the mental health issue? Because right. we all got mental health issues, right? <laughs> and I, and I'm damn sure not about to shoot up no supermarket. You're not right. about to shoot up no exactly. supermarket. So you know what was the mental health issue? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's identify that, and then let's speak to that, and not just say, oh, he had a mental health issue, and leave it at that. Like that's not good enough mm-hmm. because one we know one in four Americans suffer with a mental health issue, right. and if that was just the case. One there'd be a American, lot more right and one in four Americans there would be a lot more right you know right mass shootings and all those things right um so yeah yeah I actually am kind of curious to know um I'm really curious to know um and to kind of look at the statistics and, and look this up on how mass shootings affect um or how it correlates with like other mass shootings cause like you know what I'm saying like oh when the mass shooting happens do is it like other people who had it on their mind? Is it or, like a triggering, or, right? Is a domino it, effect, right? Is it a domino effect or a right. trigger? Because Atlanta just happened a week ago, right? Right. So it does, um, it does make me wonder. It's not something that I've, I've looked into, at least not since you know I've been in college and undergrad. So um, yeah, but that that was crazy. I did know about that. <laughs> I didn't know about that current okay. event. Um, but it's just sad. It's just sad. And and what witnessing and, and not only witnessing that because just think about all the people in the store who witnessed that mm-hmm. I think about the people who watched it on the news the people who are triggered by it mm-hmm. not even being in that city or that state right I think those things are can be a trigger to people mm-hmm. um 
and and what what do we as people who are maybe like a little bit removed from the situation mm-hmm. how we handle or how we deal with those type of things mm-hmm. too because I, I just really wonder like okay you were a witness to this crime what do you like what type of services do you seek out mm-hmm. what type of therapy what type of um kind of just what what do you need right. to be able to sleep at night? Are you able to sleep at right. night? Are you having, you know, things like that? Because that's something that is like very, very triggering, a, a big trauma mm-hmm. to um to deal with. Right. Are you ever going to be able to go shopping in the supermarket? Right. Again? You know what I'm saying? Are you And is it always going to be like your parent at this point? Like, are you always going to be like, right. we already look at people funny and sideways. Like, right. we have never experienced, you know. A traumatic event such as that, right? right. Where we're mm-hmm. like in a somewhere minding our business and somebody starts. Well, we've probably been places where people started shooting, but it's actually like a mass shooting where right. people are getting shot in front of us and murdered. Um, we haven't been in a mass shooting. Right. So, you know, we've definitely heard gunshots and all those things, but have mm-hmm. we ever been in a mass shooting though? So, you know, how to your point, how do you handle that? Right. And what what services are being kicked in for that? Right. Like I feel like when mass shootings happen, like it should be all hands on deck for those victims. Right. And we don't really know how right. we don't you know how, how that goes. I mean, maybe they do have things in place. Maybe they mm-hmm. are, you know, implementing things for these victims and the families and stuff like that. Um, but I just always wonder about that. Right. So next up on the list of current events is the SB two oh two bill in Georgia. Now, pretty much Governor Kemp in Georgia uh signed this voter suppression bill. Mm-hmm. He signed it um, in closed doors. So mm-hmm. one state representative, um, Park, Representative Park, was knocking on the door to get in to his chambers to watch him. I'm sorry, to watch him um, sign this bill. Mm-hmm. And she was arrested for knocking on his door in Georgia and charged with a felony. Is it against the law it's not to against knock the law. on his door? It's not against the law. Hmm. So she was charged with a felony. But one thing she said that I found to be very interesting, she was like, I have not, I am not the first black person to be arrested fighting voter suppression. Mm-hmm. She said, prayerfully, there will be a last soon enough. And I think that we need to t- keep that in mind because there, it, they, and I have a, I have a bunch of it written down about what the law pretty much um, says I took screenshots of it because I wanted to be able to share with you. But one thing that stood out the most is like, this is how petty this law is. The the new bill is. It's saying that if I'm in line, Mm -hmm. right, nobody can hand out water or anything to me except for the people that work at the polls. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure in Georgia, people wait in line in Georgia up to eight hours. Mm -hmm. So if Dare the Hope comes with a case of water and donuts or pretzels, I, it will be against the law. It's now against the law in Georgia for me to show up with water, pretzels, and all these things mm-hmm. um, for me to give to the people in line. Because if I don't work for the polling place, mm-hmm. I can't. It, right. It's against the law. Um, so that was that one. Hold on. Um, so out of precinct voting. So down apparently in Georgia, if I can't get to my polling place. You know how in Philly, like, you got to go to your Mm -hmm. uh, specific polling place? Right. In Georgia, that wasn't the case. If Mm -hmm. you could only make it to... If I was in Southwest and couldn't make it back to North Philly, Mm -hmm. I can vote at your voting place. Okay. This bill? No. No more. Unless you sign, you have to... Let me see what it says. It says, another provision bans out-of-precinct voting until 5 p.m. And electors arriving after that point must sign an affidavit saying they cannot get to their assigned precinct in time to vote. So mm. I, if it's before five, I cannot vote in Southwest Philly. I gotta make my way to North Philly to vote. Mm. Um, so that was another thing. Uh, 
The bill would also eliminate the signature matching process to verify mail ballots and instead require voters to provide their driver's license or state ID number or a photocopy of another accepted identification. We know people can't IDs, IDs. We know how black people are, not just black people, people in, I want to stop saying it's a black problem. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have IDs. A lot of people can't get IDs. There are a lot of homeless people. There are a lot of people that are low income that cannot, and I'm not saying cannot because there are programs out here and resources, but it's like, y'all are making it harder. Y'all trying to make it harder um, for people. And so um, there won't be any more portable polling facilities like mobile um, voting buses. It's just a lot of stuff. Oh, wow. So they um, just like, nope and nope, basically. Y'all not... Third-party groups will be, will be, um, won't be permitted to send in voter um, mail-in ballots. So, like, again, if Dare to Hope says, hey, all y'all give me y'all ballots and I'm going to mm-hmm. take it down. Like, for my church, for instance, we did voter registration, mm-hmm. right? Again, it won't be like that. You can't come here and be like, all right, you know, right. everybody give me your ballots, I'll take them in. Can't do that. Oh, wow. Um, so... Is it a reason why they, I mean, like, did they give a actual plausible reason? No. Just stricter voting legislation for for nothing? Because old black people showed up and showed out (laughs) at the last election. And you got to think the runoffs with Ossoff and um, Reverend Warnock, they want to change all of that. Like, even Mm -hmm. a runoff, um, it's a shorter time in between the runoffs now with the bill. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like months and now it's only going to be weeks. And then it says the bill also changes when countries must counties must complete certification, moving up the deadline by four days. A change that will most impact the large metro counties that are typically 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 that typically certify on or close to the current deadline. So you think about a land that all these places they have all these people they mm-hmm. need the time to be able to certify these votes. They're moving right. it up by four days. Mm. So that was another thing. And so the state rep got arrested for trying to. Witness him signing that bill. Mm. Who witnessed it? He was behind. I don't know who was in there with him. Mm. Um, but it's like you know, why do we gotta keep? Why? Why in twenty twenty one are we still fighting voter suppression? I mean, Doctor King never and them, stop. Yeah, but it's like Doctor King and, and and Congressman Lewis, all of them marched across, like did mm-hmm. the summer march and all these things. And it's like, yo, we are still in twenty twenty one fighting the same stuff, like. Right. And then people wonder why we feel like black lives don't matter and all these things. Like we, why we got to keep marching and protesting mm-hmm. and tearing up stuff like we we have to keep we have to continue because even even when we take steps forward, mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to keep pushing. find a way to push. They're going to keep pushing. They are. It, it just it just is what it is at this point. It, it right. is what it is. They're going to keep on and keep on pushing, whether it's voting or whether it's incarceration, whatever it is. Right. Um, the housing law, any type of fair treatment act, they're going to keep. They're going to keep pushing. Right. So Representative Park Cannon was arrested. So we just want to say her name because she matters, and she took mm-hmm. a, a risk. She got charged with a felony. Um. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I right. mean they literally took her dragged out. her out. It wasn't oh, no wow. took her out. Like dragged her out, and it's like, tell me why y'all locking her up. Like that's what the mm-hmm. video was saying. Like tell me why y'all arresting her. So you know, shout out. To, to Representative um, Park Cannon for, for standing at her ground and, and, and trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and even saying what she said when she said, I'm not the last person, I'm not the first person. So, like, you know, our fight continues. And, like, this is part of why I want to get into politics because it's like, who fight? Who's fighting? Right. Who's fighting? And, you know, so. All right. Less heavier. Derek Jackson. 
Who? <laughs> exactly. Um, so Derek Jackson was a self-proclaimed relationship guru, man basher, what you won't do for your woman. <laughs> Another man will. This is why, this is how you know your man loves you, sis, if he does this. <laughs> And Sound like you listen to a couple of... Uh, I didn't. I don't. Because I don't watch those videos. Because people can get on social media and be whoever they want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, they can be literally whoever they want to be. Why would I sit and listen to somebody tell me what I should look for in a man? Like, you ain't right. God. God already told me what I need. Right. Uh, 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 a person that can protect, provide, and pray. Like, I don't... If you can't at least do them three bare minimums, then it ain't no... Right. You know what I mean? So, it's like... Why would I listen to you to tell me what I need to mean? Mm-hmm. I got a mom and big sisters and a dad and uncles and cousins. Right. Like, I don't need you to tell me that. But that's me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, he got a lot of... He, right. And you got a lot of relationship, relationship experts, relationship people are... Like, that. that's a big, huge industry mm-hmm. um, in general. I think, I think that it caters to women. I think that a lot of people cater to black women. Um, and I think it just sells. I think it sells, like hugely like mm-hmm. I follow some people who like you know put out some relationship type stuff um but I just think it's just huge whether it's the toxic type of stuff mm-hmm. or if it's stuff like the positive stuff like Derek Jackson was supposedly putting out but huge industry so what do you do got caught cheating by this blogger not cheating and so the blogger exposed him and the blogger was like yo I got something else I can drop like you want to be truthful be truthful mm-hmm this man was recording videos in his car outside of his jump-off's house. Wait. About being like, faithful. No. Done. Wait, so the blogger caught him like... So the blogger, like, I don't know. Somebody hit the blogger up. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, so apparently he shaded the blogger, mm-hmm. which made the blogger go out and like find stuff about him. Mm-hmm. But the stuff started coming very easily right. to her. People was like, oh yeah, I mess with him. Oh yeah, I mess with him. Oh yeah, I mess with him. The one joint said his videos... She was like, he filmed a lot of those videos about being faithful and about taking care of your woman and all these things. He was like, in front of my house. So, like, you had the audacity, dog. Mm. These And these women actually came out like, you knew this yeah. man was married. And they did. So, some of them was like, I thought they were separated. He told me they were getting divorced. He got that ring on his finger. Well, he probably didn't have the ring on. on. Sis, he probably didn't have the ring on. So, but, so now everybody's talking about this live he did with his wife. Oh, when he was squeezing her hand for their life? When he was squeezing her hand for their life. The memes are hilarious. Um, when, because they've been together since college. Mm-hmm. So she had, a, but the thing with that is that she had a bonnet on. She looked, she looked homely. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't look, like, put together. Like, if y'all were going to go on live and talk about you cheating, mm-hmm. like, um, she did not look put together. Like, we, we're going to do a live. We're going to make sure, we're not mm-hmm. going to look how we look right now. Like, <laughs> It's been a long day right, right now. Like at this point, like you know, it's I six look like the week that we've uh, had. We look like the week we've had, but we would definitely not be recording visually for y'all to see. If we right. were recording visually, like we would definitely spruce it up. The issue that people had with her was that you know she looked so so she looked like she looked, and so the people were like, "Well, that's why he cheated." And it's like people no. always want to blame the woman for what mm-hmm. a man does. Like she can look shout out every day of the week. Like he took a vow to marry that woman, right? And there's communication that needs to happen before you step out, right? Like, period. Like, you shouldn't be stepping out, period. Right. Absolutely. And so it's not her fault what he did. You know, what I have gotten on the live, what I'm doing in, in a sweat, oversized sweatshirt, when my man talking about he was cheating on me, 
No. I wouldn't have got on a live oh, well, I, in I wouldn't have been here, period. Saying, oh, this is what I did. I wouldn't have been here, period. And, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have did it. But however, I feel like we can't, my opinion is basically like, we can't shame her for that. Like, first of all, everybody got an opinion about something. Like, I, I love that we do current events and we put like our take on it. But like, I've been seeing people doing like, Hour long. I'm like, okay, like again, relationship stuff sells, mm-hmm. S- sells. So I feel like people do these things where it's like, let me respond to the most popular topic or the thing that everybody is posting mm-hmm. about to get some following, to get some clout. Let me put this right. out there. And I get people who are in the relationship business because it sells. But at the same time, I think we have to. When people have a platform, like we have some type of responsibility to not. Um, kind of put this, put these people down because they're still people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Granted, I obviously don't respect him for cheating. Um, I'm glad that he got caught because that's like you know unacceptable. Um, but there are women who, first of all, there are women that accept cheaters. That you know, it, it is what it is. You know that that's how things go. But I definitely feel like we we did too much picking of her her apart. Granted. I wouldn't have came on live. Like, it wouldn't have been me. That's not something that I would have done. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like, I don't know. I've never been in a relationship for how long they've been together? Like, 10 years or something? Yeah. Married? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe, who knows what... Who knows? Know? I'm not saying I would have left right. her state, but I'm saying is that you wouldn't have had further embarrassment um, right. by doing that. And that's just a, on my own self. Like, right. and, and here's the thing, Donna. She might have thought she looked cute. So, like, if you feel like your body and your sweatshirt is with the move... Then again, we got to step back and be like, it still ain't your fault. Right. Like, my thing with him is you put all these false expectations on people. And, like, I got an issue with that with even preachers. Like, stop putting false expectations on people when you're not living up to the standard that you're setting. Like, that's right. that's my issue with him. I don't care if you... Whatever you did, you did. Like, you're right. human. But you set this expectation and made people feel small for not meeting it or for not mm-hmm. dating people. Right. That, they, that the standards you set. And it's like, and you, you are the right. bottom of the barrel. You right. are this ground, brown sticky stuff at the bottom of the barrel. And you made people feel small for not dating a man like you. Right. When a man might have been like a good you. man. Right. Or not, no, or, a good man. Right, but they could have been. But didn't meet the standard of what you man. did. He could be a good man and had a, and had, had a slip up, right? Several slip ups or something. Oh right, it was right. I forgot it was a whole. All right, so maybe so you just a cheater. Cheater cheat. Cheaters gonna cheat multiple times. Like you cheated multiple times on multiple different ones in their bed. Right, but see, here's my question too. As therapists, right? Mm -hmm. We often we don't give advice, but we often um, assist and help in in service people Mm -hmm. and tell you know and direct them in the way. That we may have never done for ourselves. Right. So my thought is that. It doesn't take away. The positive things. What, what he did. What he did does not take away all the positive things that he's done for women. In his speeches. In his girl. You know you deserve better. It just sucks that it doesn't translate into his life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as a therapist, I've told and I've um, been able okay. to, to, you know, assist people in ways that I haven't been able to assist myself. Right, right. I fall short in the, short of things. Makes sense. That, you know, is, is my own, you know, I'm human too. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to 
But let me make sure it's how do we say it though? Do you shame the person for not doing it? Like, right. Because, yeah. you know, like you can, we can, and I had a client today and I told her some stuff that, like, yeah, girl, tell yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I get what you're saying, but it's all in the delivery too because then we don't, we can't shame anybody though. Right. Like, right. And I think yeah, that's we, the part yeah, that, we never that shame bothers me. Right. We don't shame people, like you made for, people making feel less than right. for making when they bad decisions. Right. For making bad decisions or when whatever. they didn't meet the standard that you, you had. But that's a good point, what you said. Like, right. we, we often, um, lead and guide people in the direction that we know is best for them, but we all always don't live in it. So right. I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's a way that we deliver it though. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. kind of, I mean, obviously, it's a difference way. between him and yeah. his relationship guru expert and us as therapists, but I'm just saying, like, that, saying. That's, yeah, still like that's a, a great point, you know, like he's his he can feel like his ministry and his. I mean, granted, you should walk in your ministry, you mm-hmm. should live in that which you are preaching, whatever truthful. it is, right, and be right. truthful in that and live in our truth, and that is one of the main things like probably one of my favorite things even though it's my least favorite segment it's probably one of the main things and we always talked about this how much you know talking about our truth has helped us mm-hmm. we talked about it this week. um right um and having you know and, and recognizing truth within ourselves we go throughout the week and we like dang i recognize truth within myself mm-hmm. all week we get the fr- friday record and, and maybe you know forget okay cell phone um <laughs> but we may forget by the time friday come but we recognize so many truths in ourselves and I think that we can't take away from um, the good, you know, things that he has helped people through. Because I'm mm-hmm. sure people got a testimony of how he probably assisted Thanks. them. Because he got mil- uh, at least a million followers. Way to reframe it. Good um, job, there. <laughs> right. Like, you have to um, respect what he has done, despite the fact that he has not lived up to his standard. And, and how how he's going to take accountability is really only between him and his family because mm-hmm. we're not in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it, it sucks when you can't have faith in that person, but even, you know, whatever he gave you, take it and just, you know, right, keep right. it pushing. So, right. Always got to find a positive. Y'all know me. Facts on facts. <laughs> All right. So the last current event we want to talk about real quick is that, um, I want to talk about Dwayne Wade real quick. Uh, Dwayne Wade did an interview on a podcast, and I caught a bit of it, and I thought it was important that we discuss it because um, you have a child, and you know, we both have clients who are kids. Mm-hmm. So you know, our advocation or our, you know our advocacy for kids is, is very strong. Um, even my, you know, I have nephews that you know I look after, and so Dwayne Wade made a comment that for everybody that has something to say about his daughter Zaya, right? And we know that Zaya went through a transition that she mm-hmm. was... Um, is her name Zaya or is it Zaya? I have, feel like I haven't heard Zaya. them actually say yeah, I don't know. It. I've never heard it's them... Z-A-Y-A. I think it's Zaya because Zaya. I think Michelle Obama said... Zaya? Zaya. I think it's Zaya. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. sure. But I, I, I just thought about that because you know how we feel about saying people's names wrong. Right. So, okay, Zaya. Um, we probably should Maybe. Google it. But, right. All right. Well, anyway, we just say Dwayne Wade's daughter. Um, You know that she was born um a boy, but has transitioned now to a girl. And a lot of people have a lot to say about that, right? Um, down to Little Boosie and um, some other rappers, some athletes have come out and said, you know, how they felt about um, her transitioning. And pretty much Dwayne Wade made a comment. He said two things. He said the first is that I appreciate everybody for talking about it. He said because this brings up conversation mm-hmm. and it allows us to talk. And we'll jump onto that on our myth because I think it's something that we need to not necessarily do a deep dive into, but talk about it a little bit further. Right. Um, the the transition and transgender and you know, and all those things. Um, but and then he also said that I won't be one of those parents that my kids will, will feel unloved or like be out here or hurt or whatever the case may be, or even, you know, be suicidal at at a, at a point because mm-hmm. I don't love them. 
Right. And I think that's important that we love on purpose and love through everything. And then what I like about the Wayne Wade is that I'm sure this black man did not understand what, you know, the transition was. Right. But what I respect and love about the Wayne Wade is that he studied it and he mm. got, you know, informed about it and he supported his daughter a hundred percent of the way. And he doesn't slip up and say, My son, he doesn't slip up and call I can't remember what her name was before it was Zaya, but he doesn't slip up and call you know, her, that name, mm-hmm. he always identifies her as her, you know, her pronouns and everything else. So like, I really respect, because I know it wasn't, I know it wasn't um, easy. I know right. it was very difficult uh, for him to adjust to. Right. So I respect him for that. But even to the point of like, you know, him owning it still, like that's my daughter and mm-hmm. you, y'all going to leave her alone. Right. Um, and I was watching a Mike Tyson interview too, that he interviewed little Boosie and he was like, why don't you just mind your business? Like, why don't you just shut up? Mm-hmm. Like so, everything doesn't have to be spoken on. And especially when you don't understand it. Like little Boosie, right. you didn't go to school for psychology because honestly, Donna, we didn't understand it before we got there like that. Like right. we didn't understand the depth of it. Like, and so, so it's even much. hard for me now being a preacher and growing up in a Baptist church and understanding that there's a whole other situation. We got to look at the mind. Right. Like people always look at like, oh, homosexuality is a sin. This is a sin. That's a sin. But you got to look at the science. You got to look at the chemicals. Like right. this is not made up. Like this is mm-hmm. facts. And we have to identify that and be able to accept everybody. Like, right. and that's just how I feel. Like, you yeah. know, and, and people may not agree with me, but when I know the science and I know the Lord and I still know that Jesus was love. I, right. I don't have no other choice at this point but to love everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Right. It's definitely weird to me when I feel like people speak. So, I mean, again, everybody has an opinion, right, on mm-hmm. something. But it's like, how do people, how do grown people, first of all, this is a grown man that's speaking on a, a child. child. That's like, honestly, I'm surprised that Boozy's still walking around here because <laughs> it ain't no way. I mean, you know, maybe some people just kind of like, you know, his, his karma going to come or whatever the case may be. But, like, I can't believe that grown people are talking on, mm-hmm. a child. you know, on children, mm-hmm. um, on something that they don't necessarily agree with. Right. Um, that's on you. That's not your child. It's not something that you have to deal with. It's not in your household. Um, but I love Gabrielle Union. So, you know, I kind of like, like the Wayne Wade or whatever because mm-hmm. I love me some Gabrielle Union. I love her. I love her personality. I love everything about her. I love... Um, their daughter, she is just the cutest little thing, mm-hmm. such a personality. Um, and um, I love Zaya, like her videos. Um, I don't know if you saw um, the conversation she had with Michelle Obama. Um, she is living in her truth, and that mm-hmm. is something that we promote so much on our show. It's like, how can you, you know, we, we're more um, aware of um you know sex assigned at birth versus you know what you identify as um and then different pronouns and stuff like that and remember one time I had told you um I was on Facebook and some um somebody had posted um like oh now people are writing their pronouns on emails I didn't I didn't know that was a thing now and it's like yes because people you you don't want to misidentify people Mm -hmm. and people have a right to be who they are and mm-hmm. to be called who they want to be, whether it's, you know, she, her, him, him that, whatever it is. Right. Um, and you know, we're still learning as clinicians and it, it's not always easy for us when, you know, we may not, we may think we visualize a specific gender. Um, but that is not who that mm-hmm. person um, identifies as, but I definitely support it. I love her. I feel like I've reposted her videos, um, and stuff all the time. I love Zaya. Yeah, so we're going to hop into that a little bit when we get to our myth part because that's something we need to talk about. 
Uh, but let's jump into our first segment. I got a story to tell. Me and Sarah looking at each other like, what's your story, girl? Sarah, tell us about your story this week. Oh, my story this week. So I know I have have, have, definitely have two truths. Um, My story this week is that, um, so I didn't read the four agreements yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gave my copies out to who I brought the book for. Because you was like, why you buy 15 copies of that book? Sarah wanted to go buy 15 copies of... um, I wanted to give it out. Her sister, listen, Sydney said it was a good book. She like, I'm buying 25 copies. I know... (laughs) I know Sydney. See how the number keep going up. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sydney opinion holds weight, but it is it is Sydney's a great opinion holds a lot of weight. Um, so I I um one of the one of the four agreements is don't make assumptions. Mm-hmm. So I taught. I had to get up and do a devote. I told you I had to do the, do the prayer call on mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday, but I didn't do it on Tuesday because Aaron didn't um give me the details. Okay. Till last minute, and I was just like. He tried it. Like, I'm, I'm not getting up. Like, right. you're not about to call me at 4 o'clock in the morning and, right. and talk. Right. Um, so, anyway, I did it Thursday. And um, Aaron's probably going to crack up listening to this because I laid him out the next morning. Um, but 4 o'clock. So, I did it on Thursday. And one of the things I talked about when I was t- teaching, I was teaching about Paul and Silas at midnight. And the jailer made an assumption that, the, that they got out. Mm-hmm. So, he was going to kill himself because he thought Pop, because the prison shook, the chains came off, he thought that. They escaped. Mm-hmm. So he was ready to kill himself. But Paul told him to stop. You right here. Like, girl, mm-hmm. don't kill yourself. So I talked about assumptions. Mm-hmm. And so the funny thing is that um, we can prevent ourselves from having conversations with people because of assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. So even when I talked about um, the, my first first lady passing away, like, I had these assumptions that somebody felt a type of way about me because of something that somebody else said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I was... Um, delaying me going over there or like avoiding going over there because I'm like, I don't want it to be awkward. I don't want mm-hmm. this and that. And it's like, yo, it wasn't that. Like right. it was all love. We had a great conversation. And it's like, I think a lot of times when we assume things, we make it difficult or, or harder to like live. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to assume, like have the conversation, make it easy on yourself. Like, right. and I'm, and I'm not going to say that hard conversations aren't hard, but I think sometimes there aren't even any hard conversations that need to be had. Mm-hmm. It's just only like mind. literally walked in the house and it was like a hug, like a and, and, and not just a hug, like oh shit, oh, hey Donna, like it was like a <laughs> I miss you, like you're right. my baby, like I needed to see you, I needed you to come, right. like you know what I mean. And so I say all that to say my story this week is there, like I really want to stop making assumptions, especially when I don't know, like when because mm-hmm. we can play our minds can play crazy tricks on us and. Oh, they up there talking. They did it, and it's mm-hmm. like no, like it was isn't, and it's it's not that. Like mm-hmm. it's not that, and it's like we make assumptions like a lot sometimes, and it's like right. Like even with you, like I was like, well, why why she ain't telling me? And it's like you you like you ain't asked me, <laughs> and it's like oh right. you right, you know what right. I mean? You would ask out of my, oh yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So you know, so I, I think my story this week is that um, I want to really work on that assumption piece of the four agreements. Like, I don't want to make mm-hmm. assumptions because, you know, they say about assumptions anyway. When you make, when you assume, you make an ass out of you. And me. <laughs> that's what they, um, so, I learned that from the place club. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my story this week, sis. Oh, that's a dope story. What's your story? Story? <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's your story? I think I got a story that's is becoming... My least favorite segment because I'm like a story. Like I gotta tell you about my week. Like I gotta tell you something. Mm. 
Yeah, let me think. Nah, you don't have a story? I don't think I really have a story. We didn't really talk this week a lot. Uh... He did. That's a lie. We talked maybe later on in the week, but we didn't really talk Monday and Tuesday. No, that's a lie. I feel like lie. I was super busy. No, that's a lie. We talked Monday and, Monday and Tuesday? What's the day? What day your car had the issue? What day was Wednesday. Day? Okay. And then, um, no, I did talk to you the beginning of this week. I did. Okay. I'm trying to think. You went to physical therapy. Just run it down. <laughs> <laughs> I can run down Sarah week. Let me see. <laughs> No, I did. So I'm really trying to think of because listen, I told y'all we had a long week. I really can't think of. You had a lot going on this week. You had a lot going on. This I week. did. I was out the house a lot this week. Yes. And I'm the type of person where it's like if I go out the house on Tuesday and Thursday, like I'm good. Like I know I got to record on Friday, but I'm not the type of person that need to go outside every day. I need to do everything I need to do on specific days. Um, but I don't really think I got a story. Honestly, I feel like. Like, can you think of a story for me? Like, I don't know what what this week was. I mean, I'm going to put your business out there. So I feel like I, I was just running errands. I feel like you was doing the most. I feel like you got in a space where you felt like you had to do the most, and then the most caught up with you this week. <laughs> like, that's I feel like that's your story. Like, when you're doing the most, and then the and most then, catch, up catch up with you. Like, so, let me tell you what Sarah told me about my story. I'm going to make it real quick, because y'all know how I'm, like, telling my business. But, um, so this week, um, I was in this transition where... I was kind of like with my job um, and kind of the new rules and regulations they were kind of putting out. And I kind of was just having some issues with them. So I felt like it was just a lot on my plate and feeling like not secure in my job that I've been at for a long time, um, that I've been with through the pandemic. Um, I don't know. I've just been feeling like just uneasy about my job. So I was just doing a lot in regards to my job doing a lot of running around, trying to figure out, um, you know, different policies. And um, I had supervision with my supervisor. Um, He is animated. He sends out some text messages. I feel like I just had a lot kind of going on with work more so. Um, Yeah, that that was pretty much it, y'all. I feel like that was the gist of it. It wasn't nothing nothing else that I really want to share, but it was just a lot going on with work. A lot going on with the new regulations, getting vaccinated, um, my clients, stuff like that. So it was just a lot going on with that. And that's the only story I got, y'all. I'm let's move let's move on. We okay. good on that. <laughs> okay. All right, let's jump into our next segment. Don't believe the hype. Don't 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 believe the hype. <laughs> don't 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 believe the hype. to dismantle the myth about transgender people and the assumption or the stereotype that transgender people are mentally ill um that is not true transgender is not a mental illness now the thing about it is that gender dysmorphia used to be a condition that was in the dsm-5 um but they had to remove any kind of stigma attached to the to the word, to the disorder that's not really a disorder. So basically what they were saying is that if you think or if you feel that you are a gender outside of what you was assigned at birth, that you had a disorder. So we can see how the masses of people may believe that. Um, especially since, you know, people, you know, 
people, another thing that the four agreements talk about is that we think we know what we have always been taught. And like, if we kind of take those things out of our mind, um, what would we really believe in? So, um, so yeah, that's our myth. Mental illness, um, and gender identity, gender dysmorphia, that, that there's no correlation between you don't, you know, you are not identified as your assigned sex at birth. And that's and a mental illness. Being, right, being a mental illness. Right. It's, it's not, it's not um, a disorder. It's not an illness. It cannot be treated by, Lord knows what Medication, people used to, <laughs> right, what people used to try. The freaking shock joint to your brain when they used right. to shock our brain, like shock the people's brains. Mm-hmm. Um, people like go to like the gay camps and like all these, mm-hmm. you know, camps to try to transform that, that cause right. more trauma than they do exactly. help. Um, mm-hmm. and Jesus I know camps, people, all these things that right. people like try to, um, heavily like enforce on their children or imposing their children to, to think that it's going to change something like, right. It honestly like almost is what it is. Like mm-hmm. it, it, and we don't know what that feels like because and, and you look at, like, people now when they have kids down there, like, oh, we're not going to assign a gender until they can tell us what they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why a lot of people don't have, like, gender reveals or don't, you know, get mm-hmm. neutral, gender neutral clothes and all those things. Uh, I'm not going to do that if I ever have a baby, but it's like, I get why they do that. Because, mm-hmm. like, you don't want, like, you want the child to be able to grow up and be like, you know, this is who I am. Like, we were fine, mm-hmm. but we also don't have those feelings that, like, we're a boy. Mm-hmm. Like, we never had those feelings. But I know that there are people that have feelings that they're not the correct sex. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Right. I feel like it's our job as clinicians, as advocates, as parents is is to support. Right. And to love. And to even gain understanding. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And even to sometimes check those people. Right. Like the boosters like the of way, the way, world. Right. Because mind your business. Think, right. That's not think, your child. Right. Especially when... We know that you don't want to be informed and you don't want to right, be educated. You, you, you'd rather be ignorant. Right. you rather be ignorant. So right. it's definitely like, I feel like people who have a platform like Dwayne Wade, they also have that responsibility mm-hmm. to, you know, and, and as, as our, our platform grows as well to inform people and about educate, those type right. of things. And I also sure. think to your point, Donna, about like what we're taught is what we know. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, and I, I posted the other day, like the biggest flex or the biggest whatever accomplishment I have is that I was able to unlearn the things that I was taught. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things that was taught to me that I believe because it was the the norm of who I was around, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, just because you've been taught that it's wrong, just because you've been taught that it's a mental illness or like, why? It, no, you born a boy, you a boy. You born a girl. Like, that's not the case. Like, there are really like real life people that that's not the case for us so like mm-hmm. you really have to unlearn what you've been taught to be accepting of people and like right. it's about love at the end of the day like right and that's how i feel definitely so that was our don't believe the hype segment uh let's jump into donna's favorite segment favorite segment <laughs> truth is Sis, am I going first or you going first? You you said you had two truths this week. I had two truths. Let me tell y'all about this 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 podcast. I hope that it's helping y'all as much as it's helping us. Um, and I really like thought about it, Donna. Like, how did we come up with these segments? Like, do you remember? I don't like. I know it's God. Like, I don't remember sitting down and being like, "Oh, this episode, this this segment mm-hmm. gonna be truth is this segment gonna be don't believe the hype." Like, I don't know how you did it. I don't remember. 
Like I know I did it. I know I wrote it down, but like I, I feel like it was it was on your mind for so long. You probably it probably just came right because it, it's been sitting in your mind for so but long. But I know that like God definitely like downloaded this for us. Um, so I say that to say that it's been helping us grow as clinicians, as people, as Black women. Um, it's just been helping us grow. Mm-hmm. And like I will hit down up on a Tuesday, like yo sis, I got two truths already, and it's on Tuesday. <laughs> and like we don't record until Friday. Um, so I say I have to say that my truth, my two truths for this week, my first truth is that and I had, I have to write it down. We're getting old. So if we don't write it down, we're not going to remember. Facts. Um, so the first truth is that I have to allow people to give to me the way I give to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a giving person. Like I am one of my prayers is that I pray is that I pray that the Lord would always bless me so that I can bless other people. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I always want to have. So that I can always be the lender and not the borrower. Like, mm-hmm. I always want to be able to... Not even when I say lend, like, I don't want it back. Like, I always mm-hmm. want to be able to be the person somebody can go to and need. Or mm-hmm. if we're out, I got it. If, you know, right. I always want to be that person. So, but what I realize is that when people try to reciprocate that to me, um, I don't always receive, receive it. it. The first thing is that um, my friend Shari took me out for my birthday. And we, we restaurant hopped, right? We went around to, like, a lot of fancy hot place restaurants mm-hmm. so when we got to about the second one i'm like yo like you need me mm-hmm. to grab the bill you want me to split the bill and she was like no and so we went to the third one i'm like yo you want me to mm-hmm. and she like but this th- her tone this time was like don't ask me again right. like you know what i mean <laughs> i said what i said i said what i said what i said <laughs> right that's how she said it to me right. so i'm like all right well i ain't gonna ask no more like mm-hmm. she clearly is taking me out for my birthday i just need to like enjoy it i always feel like i have to show people not necessarily show people but like I'm always the one that's like, yo, I got it. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 kind of hard for me to be like, right. all right, Let you, go ahead. Something for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So even the other day, Donna sent me some money. And I'm like, why are you sending me money? Like, <laughs> And she was like, because you did this and that. And I'm like, but I ain't asked you for no money. Like, I ain't say, right. Donna, yo, can we go half on this? Yo, Donna, we need this and this for the podcast. Um, but she was like, but when Donna sent the money, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to mess up your blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to give me the money, like, I'm not going to mess up your blessing. And then you found, like, $100 right. that week, right? Outside my house. Right. And so, one thing I shared today when I was at my folks' house was that, like, I can't beat God-giving. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard I try, that's what the old folks just say, the saints, right? right. They say, you can't beat God-giving. So, like, I got to realize that the same way that people, um, that circle of blessings need to ha- that happen for me, it needs to happen for other people. So, I, like, I have to step back and be like, all right. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So you want to send me some money, Donna? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Like, it right. shouldn't be no... Well, what you send this why? for? Why? you this? Sending? I don't need your money. Going... Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I just got to chill, right? So that's my first truth. Um, and even my mom. My mom treated um, us to get our nails, eyebrows, and feet done. I'm just like, well, why are you doing... Like, I was mm-hmm. questioning why she felt like she had to do that. Right. But you got to like, accept people. You got to accept people right. what they want to do, right? So my other thing was that... Um, so we were at the photo shoot on Sunday, mm-hmm. and somebody walked in that I knew that knew me from Dare to Hope and what I did for Dare to Hope, and she asked me, "What you what you doing? What you got going on at?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, trying to find something to tell her that I got going on, and like really, Donna, all I got going on right now is this podcast and studying for my test. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Like I don't have, I ain't doing that else. Like mm-hmm. I know I, I might do other things, but like what do I got going on right now? Mm-hmm. Black and therapy. Studying for my exam. Mm-hmm. So my truth is that, and I wrote it down. Hold on. My truth is that I don't always have to have an answer. I can be okay with doing what I'm doing and not have to make it seem like I'm doing more than what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I should be okay with what I'm doing. If all right. I'm doing is studying for my test, I should be okay with that. Right. So that's my truth. Like I have to stop reaching 
because of people's expectation of what I've done in the past. Or like what that's you not assume that people's expectation is. Or what because, I assume. Right. Because like she might not have been thinking like. Mm-hmm. But when I walked away, it was like she's so dope. She do this and this and it's like. Mm-hmm. I know what people. I'm assuming I know what people think about me. So mm-hmm. what I have to realize is that in this season of my life where I am right now, is that I have to be okay with where I am mm-hmm. and honor where I am and, right. and tell people like, hey, I'm not doing anything but studying for my test and doing my pockets. Mm-hmm. And one thing I posted the other day that kind of goes right along with it is um, this post. I don't know if you saw it, Donna, or not. Where it says. Um, hate this new instagram it clicks like you double click it and it right, goes and right to on a different page right when i just want to see my page it says i saw a tweet that said i feel like i'm constantly worrying about the next part of my life without realizing that i'm right where right in the middle of what i used to look forward to and i feel like donna we used to look forward to you know graduating grad school and having mm-hmm. our masters and like now we're right in the middle of it right? right we're right in the middle of having a podcast we're right in the middle of studying for my license like right. i'm right in the middle of it and i'm still reaching for other things to say that i do right and it's like it's okay to say Got my master's. Mm-hmm. I'm studying for my test, and I have a podcast. Right, and that's all that I'm doing. True. Right, but let me ask you this: just because of the way that you framed the 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 answer, um, and you said it, you said it more than once. You said it about two times. You said, right. "I'm not doing anything," but it's just kind of uh-huh. like when people say, "Yeah, I do, I'm I do just a, I'm just I'm just the such and such." Mm-hmm. Like, or oh, I'm only the such and such. Like, you're not only. You're not just like that. Is like. Be like you, you are. This is what you are doing. Not like, oh, I'm only doing these things. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? I'm not doing nothing else but these things. As if, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying. As if the things that you are doing aren't compared to what I usually would be doing. <clears throat> I do feel like part of me does COVID. feel like. Go ahead, go. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was <clears throat> the gun. Um, part of me does feel like I'm not doing everything that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like the give backs, the programs, like what you want to give back in March? I mean, my my question would be that: What so, do you want to do so that right you're now, not doing? So it so if or um, what would you be doing? What was you doing this year at this time? Because I recall us, well, we was in the middle of a pandemic last year at this time. But what would you? I would be getting ready to give back to my friends' summer camps mm-hmm. throughout the city. So I would be right now about to collect baseballs and basketballs mm-hmm. and, and soccer you're not balls. doing it because I'm studying for my test <laughs> <laughs> okay I didn't know, if, like, you know what I mean like in this it's not to say that I can't do it but it's mm-hmm. like when people had this expectation of like you're always doing an event you're always doing something you're always out in the community um and I get it we're in a pandemic and I gotta mm-hmm. reframe it that way like you know you are doing you're, you're doing a podcast every week like right. you have a we have three seasons like this right. is our second episode of our third season like yeah, so it's like, you know what I mean? I don't know. So I, I, I just feel to, like you minimized what you were doing right. because you're comparing it to what you used to do. But in general, you're not, like, you can't live your life that way. And, and trust me, I get it because I feel like at one, you know, at times I felt like I was doing the most. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, having multiple jobs. I was um, kind of in school or study, you know, whatever I was doing, I feel like I've, done a lot of you know done a lot of things at once at you know at a point or so in my life but I don't necessarily feel like I always have to do that because you know how I always say like oh I might grind it out for six months or do this or do that but I also don't want to kind of overwhelm myself mm-hmm. um I think too but I, I was reading um some articles and it was like instead of saying but say and mm-hmm. 
Like, so instead of saying like, oh, I'm not doing nothing, but I'm doing this. and Don't say so, nothing. Cause, cause that was something. Don't say I'm doing like, I think the, I'm, I'm I'm, I have a podcast and I'm studying for my exam. Mm-hmm. Like it should be, it should be no, but because we know, but negates everything. So I get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. I should say it in a way like, Hey, I have a podcast and I'm um, right. studying for my But test. if you feel a way or if you feel kind of less than, for lack of better words, for not doing the thing. It's not less than. I just feel like people look for me to be doing something. It's like, it's almost like a disappointment to them if I'm not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And what about and you? And not saying like. Is it a. Um, I'm not disappointed. I just feel like sometimes I feel like a. Um, when I look at other people doing stuff, I'm like, oh, I should be. I, I remember I used to do stuff like that. Like, I remember. I remember. But it's like you're in a different space now. Right. Like I also have that. You also like, been there, done that too. I've been there, done that, and it's like now I'm positioning myself to do something more than that. Mm-hmm. But it's like in that process of like this positioning phase, it's like I'm not doing what I used to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing what I want to do, do yet. I'm in a a position where I'm preparing myself. Like I have to get these things in order. I have to pass my test. Right. I ha- you know this podcast. I feel like in a year from now, Donna, we going you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like we gotta build, like right. so. It's like the grind. It's like that grind phase where it's like I'm kind of in limbo because it's like this is what I'm used to doing. Right. I know what I see myself doing, but here this is where I'm at. Like right. I used to be on the news. I used to be giving back and feeding. Somebody told me one night time you fed the homeless. I don't know. Right. I can't remember. But when you go from being like you know mm-hmm. having your hands and and being in the mix to like, right. but I also kind of sometimes not in the you don't necessarily like you saying you do your you do the podcast and you um. And you're studying for your test, but I feel like you do other stuff too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel mm-hmm. like there's other things that you do that you might not, like you do it without even thinking. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You do, you do do other things. You do have a job, right? <laughs> you do. Some um, people might not. <laughs> some people might not what? Think I have a job, but I do have a job. I mean, extra day, none of us work. <laughs> none of us work. None of us work. You know, we had a wine day on one day. My dad was like, why y'all winding down? Y'all don't work. Yeah. <laughs> we work. Okay, we work. Um, but yeah, you do other stuff, and and like you, like you say to me, I don't want to put your business out there, but you be out here, you do stuff. Yeah. You know, you be dating and stuff. You be. And <laughs> that out. <laughs> you go out. You you know you mm-hmm. you make time for your friends. You, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like you do do things. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was a dope truth. All right. So what's your truth, sis? Let me. I'm thinking about the truth I had last week. My first truth last week. Oh, did you want you made up? <laughs> um. So, I kind of I feel like I have a truth. It's kind of like a two part. So one of them that I wrote down was that if I want to do something, I feel like I see opportunities. And I don't see barriers in certain things. And I think that, like, I know that I can I can do it. I can plan for it. I can save for it. Like, I can put my mind to it. And I see the possibility of, of, of things, right? Um, and it's certain things. Like, obviously, some things I feel like, oh, I need to, like, research or do more things. But I've, I've had some conversations with my friends. And I realized that, like, I don't see barriers to it. Like, my one friend, she said she wanted to go to Africa for her birthday. I said, okay, let's do it. Like, okay. Like, Let's do it. And then it was like, oh, but like I got, and I'm like, I wanted to go to Colombia for my birthday and I went to Colombia for my birthday. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I wanted to go to a different continent. I said, this was what I'm going to do. And I did it. I think that like, I feel like, and we had this conversation about like no ceilings and stuff. I feel like 
I don't see ceilings, but I definitely see like tunnels. Like I see avenues to get to the place. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm just about to be like, you know, up in the sky. Well, I do. But <laughs> like I see different avenues to get to get to those places. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, um, like I see that, you know, I don't um like I work in a job where I feel like it's not necessarily what I want to do at the moment, but I see I see so many avenues to like mm -hmm. tuition reimbursement, scholarships. Like my job allowed me to, you know, get a master's degree for less. My job mm -hmm. has allowed me to um collaborate with so many therapists. Um, so many um, people in the mental health field, behavior specialists, mm -hmm. connections with so many schools and principals right. and kids. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I see avenues to a lot of things. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be um, like somewhere where I feel like, like I feel like I'm willing to do things to get to where I need to be mm -hmm. versus feeling like um, I don't want to work for them. Like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like I'm willing to do certain things to get to where, you know, to get to where I need to be. And I definitely see less barriers when it comes to certain things i'm like okay like let's go to africa like mm -hmm. like what like what we gotta do like we could plan right. for it we could figure it out like no matter what it is there's going to be a way to get there mm -hmm. like what no matter what it is right i think we're similar on it like not so much with the whole like in the context of your traveling but like i feel like that about business like mm -hmm. like like all right what i gotta do like right. let's, let's make it happen like i'm gonna right. make it happen person and i don't see boundaries and people be like did you think this through? No, I honestly, mm -hmm. I didn't. Like, but that's why right. I got people like dying in right. and everybody else. I definitely like, am like, a realist though. Like, I'm a yeah, realist Donna, about and it, and I'm not though. Like, I don't think I have no. Like, when you say right. you don't have no back, like I don't nothing. See no limits. Like, I'm like, Sarah oh, I want to do like, that. I'm like, oh, all right, okay. bet we out. And like, I'm like, well, what about this? Did you this, again? Did you, that? Did you like? Right. I'm like, about these ways. Like, I see the like I see the tunnels. I see the avenues. I know the avenues. I don't see nothing. You don't see nothing. You just I see the goal. Like, all right. Well, I want to start this. All right, got it. Right. I got uh fifteen baskets in my house. Like, <laughs> let's go. I need the right. truck. Like, what about this? What about this? I'm about to go to U-Haul and the truck. Like, I don't see. I don't even see it when it comes to money. Like, I just know the money gonna come. Like, right. <laughs> did you who who gonna pay for that? I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I I get your point in it, and I think that I don't know if that's personality or it's like I just faith or whatever it is, but it's just like yeah, why right. why why I think would be I feel like. Why think like that? Like, why mm -hmm. think that you can't? Like, right. when you can, like, you can, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Right. You can do anything to Christ. Like, you right. can do, like, even with the trip, like, make a way. Like, right. figure it there's out. There's a way. There's, there's a, way. a way. There's a plan. Um, there's there's a plan. always a way. There's, there's always, that's probably right. the name of the podcast episode. <laughs> there's always a way. There's always a way. Okay. Um, and so, you know, to your point, I think we agree on it. Mm -hmm. To that truth. Yeah. That's a good truth. Like I not, and how do we then teach that or kind of push, not push it, but like, well, yeah, push the narrative. Why people, think like, why think that you can't when you can? When you yeah, can, push you that can. narrative, right? You can, and it's like you know what's stopping you. That's the question I would ask my client. Mm -hmm. Like, what's stopping you? Right. You know, because there are things that that stop us from from achieving goals, from doing pursuing our dreams, pursuing mm -hmm. what we want to do. What's stopping you? Um. So that was a that was a good truth. All right, last segment. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. Last segment is our two-minute sessions, or can we talk? Don, I got one question for you, and I want you to answer this for me in 30 seconds or less. You ain't even give me no heads up. Okay. Why should I go to therapy? You should go to therapy. 
to heal. You shouldn't go to therapy to talk. You should go to therapy to understand. And you should go to therapy to decompress any and every feeling, issue, um, concern, question that you have. Um, because if a therapist don't know, they're going to be able to refer you to somebody who does to help you navigate that. Okay. You should go to therapy because your best life is on the other side of that journey. And I say it all the time and I'm going to reiterate it on this episode. My experience with therapy saved my life and changed my life. I was not. I would, I would not be who I am today if I didn't go to therapy and process um, my anger, my hurt, my frustration, my disappointment, um, even my depression, if I did not go and process that out. So I say go to therapy because your life will change for the better. Um, you're already a whole person. There's nothing broken about you, um, but you'll become a higher, better self once you sit and talk with somebody and process that out. So that's my answer for why therapy. Mm. All right. Donna, do you have a um, feel-good song of the week? Because I have one. But if you have one, we can go with yours. Nah, you good. What you got? So you might laugh at me, right? (laughs) Um, It was 80 degrees a day in Philly. We both looking like... Sun's out, buns out. Psych. (laughs) (laughs) We both got on uh, long sweatpants and long... Well, I got on sweatpants and long sleeve shirt. Donna got on jeans and long sleeve shirt. But I said to say that when I got in my car today, I opened my sunroof. And I had to put on one of my favorite, favorite feel-good songs. And that is Brand New Funk. By DJ Jazzy Jazz, Jeff and Will Smith. Do you know mm-hmm. that song? Appropriate. You know that right song? Right from Philly. You know that song? Probably. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But that's the feel good song of the week. Brand new funk. When I'm feeling down or when I get my car washed um, and it's glistening or you whatever the case. Yeah, you know I go to the car wash. <laughs> I used to wash my car by hand. Don't try to play me. Go ahead, girl. What's your best song? Just because you spoil you and your dad go out there and wash your truck don't mean nothing. It's not about me. Well, you tried to play me first. <laughs> Um, but, um, so yeah, that's the feel good song of the week. Uh, brand new funk by DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, Philly's own. Uh, we want to thank y'all again for tuning in to another week of black and therapy. We are blessed. We, we don't, yes. we count this as an honor to be able to record every week. Shout out to Rich for letting us use his spot uh, for our studio and Sydney for last week for allowing us to use her studio. Um, next week we got a dope guest. We do. I'm so excited. I'm very excited about next week, y'all. Adriana, um. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. She has a lot of things she's going to share with us. And we're actually going to might record live. We might, we might record, record. Okay. Um, so we can do that. that'll be our first time recording, recording next week. Right. So thank you all again for tuning in. Donna, you want to say something to the full? Um, I want to say, don't forget to uh, subscribe, obviously on all platforms. Um, and keep sending us y'all reviews. I'm not sure if y'all following us on Black and Therapy Instagram, but make sure y'all following us on Instagram. Um, and check out our reviews. Shout out to everybody that's, been letting us know, you know, the takeaways that they're getting, how much they're enjoying it. Um, and I'm going to keep posting them um, and letting y'all know how um, how people is, how much people are loving the show. So, thank y'all so much for that. Alright, y'all. Y'all have a dope week on purpose. You should have seen the people dancing and shaking and moving and jumping and spinning and clapping while the beatbox is grooving and screaming and yelling while over microphone I was flowing. Fresh rhymes I was showing. The people say you keep going so watch some tea. It's a rock. While Jeff was on the beatbox, special assistance from my homeboy, Ready Rock. People fought just to get up front to get a bird's eye.